like Blake, man. It's good to see you again. The beard, bro, yeah. is is it's, coming in pretty full. It's, uh, it's getting out there. It's getting <laughs> a little wild. Usually time. people wait until fall before they start, you know, growing. Just wanted to jump start. Just know, go so, ahead and get a start yeah. on it. So I my fall it. beard will be like down. Oh, it'll be epic, man. Yeah, that's the one thing. I, you know, this is about as much as I can grow. It comes in all patchy and stuff. I've never been blessed with good genes to grow a beard. Yeah, this is about as long as it gets till Rachel's like, hey, we got to do something about yeah, this. Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, it's been a busy summer. Um, I know it's yeah. been a couple of weeks since we've been able to sit down and just had stuff going on. I've been out of town and yeah. a lot going on. So it's always good to sit down and kind of catch up and mm-hmm. see what you've got going on in your world. I know yeah. uh, the last episode that you did with Todd, for anybody out there that may have missed that, super interesting, really mm-hmm. cool guy. And um, some of the topics you got on, I think we talked about after you got done recording. Um just how interesting it was and how you guys probably could have gone on for another hour yeah. and talk. So I uh, have to get Todd back in here and, yeah. and uh, talk with him some more. I'm sure, sure there's a lot more y'all could expand on. Um, but what's going on in your world, man? What's your summer looking like? Uh, man, it, it's been good. It's, you know, the initial reaction to that question is busy, right? And when you ask anybody, it's either, hey, I'm good or I'm busy. busy. That's always yeah. the – and. So uh, we've talked about the strategic coach program I'm in, and we go up once a quarter to Chicago, do an in-person, and um, it's usually a whole day of class. So I'll fly up on a Thursday, go to the class, and then come back Saturday, which I did last week. I did that last week. And Rachel didn't come with me, so it was just me. And I took a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by um, a pastor out, I think he's in Washington, uh, John Mark Comer. And I'd heard about it for a while, but never read it. And it was really interesting. It was truly about eliminating hurry in your life. And it's faith-based book um, about, you know, trying to be a a better, um, I guess, follower of Christ, but looking at Jesus's life and how in all of his activity that's recorded, he was never in a hurry. And he, you know, had thousands of examples of how we, you know, we are just overly busy and hurry in our lives. And so well, that's the American way. I it mean, is. That's, that's kind of culturally built in. It's yeah. like work hard. You know, it's almost uh, romanticized on social media. You know, people yeah. are talking about how hard they work. Yes. And I'm always on the grind. How busy and, you I know, am. Yeah. yeah. So. And for a long time, early in my career and, and, and into it, that was how I measured. It's like a badge success. of honor. It's like, dude, yeah. I work. I got so eighty busy. hours of work in this week. You I'm know? so busy, yeah. and it's funny when someone think think back when someone tells you how busy they are. Like, how often are you impressed? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, bro, you need to slow down. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's um, it's never like, wow, I wish I was as busy as you. So, really, since then, my focus has been kind of to, to slow down, not necessarily to try to accomplish less, but. Um, you know, Todd and I talked about it in the last episode a little bit of segmenting time and, and blocking off time and just allowing enough time for each activity and just not being in a hurry when I do things. And it's so hard to do. <laughs> you are very – you're arguably the busiest guy I have ever met. Yeah. Um, at least, at least, like, you know, you always – I'm, I'm sure I've met people that maybe are busier, but at least someone that I'm regularly in contact with and I kind of see what you're doing on a day-to-day and I see all the irons in the fire that you have going on in your life, both in your personal life and your business and all the things you want to do. It's uh, it's like I don't see how you find time to, <laughs> you know, sit down and have a meal, you know. Yeah. Well, and three weeks ago, I, you know, oh, that makes me feel good, right? But now I'm like, is that the, I don't know, I guess we're, we're doing a lot, but 
is that the perception of, oh, he's just busy, right? I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's a very new concept and new idea. So highly recommend that book. That's going to be one I'll, I'll go back directly to page one and just read probably a couple of times because there's so much in there and it, it's so good. So um, anyways, that's been that's been. So trying to slow down a little bit. Trying to slow down a little theme. bit. This you. past week has helped. Um, so for last last Friday, we drove to we drove over to Atlanta to my in-laws, Rachel's parents, um, on Thursday night. Friday morning, I had a um, supercar driving experience around a racetrack. It's awesome. And it was as cool as it sounds. That, that's pretty rad. Yes, yeah. it, it was awesome. So I drove a Porsche GT3. It's like a three hundred thousand dollar car, and um, all my friends were like, "How fast did you go?" Did you, you know, because it goes, I think mean, two hundred ninety-five thousand or not thousand, two hundred ninety-five miles an hour, and um, I went ninety-five. I didn't even break. I bet my that neck. felt <laughs> good though. I mean, how often do you drive ninety-five miles an hour on a racetrack? Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing, and they were like, "You didn't even break a hundred? Like, what? What are you doing?" And the uh, the track was it was Atlanta Motor Park Speedway, which is like north, kind of not even Atlanta, like north. And it was a lot of elevation up and down and like hairpin turns. Yeah. And so, and I didn't know the track. I wish I had, looking back, I wish I'd studied the track a little bit more to know what I was getting into. But we only got a couple laps in the car. And so by the time I kind of knew what was coming over the next hill, it was blind. Like it was like, all right, well, we're done. Yeah. And so the first couple of times <laughs> I look, I look back, I have a video of like my speed. I'm going like 35 miles an hour on this turn. And like, you can see the instructor, he like the, he's on video, like just really bored. <laughs> but I felt like I was going so fast. Yeah. So I'm coming up over this blind hill, not knowing, am I going left, right, immediately yeah. what's going on? Um, and so look, it, it's probably funny to watch the video. Like that's really boring, but in the, in the moment, man, it was sure, so Yeah, that's exciting. You know, um, we've got a shout out to Barber Motorsports. Uh, no way affiliated yeah. with this podcast, but I was actually there this week. Uh, doing some work over there, um, my company. We um, service the theater that they have there, oh, where cool. they run a kind of a 15-minute video on a loop that tells you about the history of the park and how George Barber got involved and how he grew his motorcycle collection. The whole nine. So cool. we can go down a rabbit hole on that one. Yeah. But while I was there, they have the Porsche driving school yeah. there as well, and so I was able to walk out. They got a bridge that goes over the track, and you can literally stand there and watch the cars go That's under. Cool. And so, uh, yeah, um, it was pretty cool to see that. And I've never been a big car guy, but uh, yeah. I know a lot of people like just love it. I've got friends that are just super into it. And so, yeah, if you want to keep pursuing that, check yeah. out Barbara. I don't know how expensive it is. but uh, Well, so it's actually funny. One of my clients, um, he is a mechanic or a Porsche tech for that. Oh, okay, cool. And when we were going through the deal, we hit a couple things, and we ended up getting the deal done. But the whole time, he just such a nice guy, such a nice couple, so appreciative. And he was like, oh, my gosh, anytime you want to come just out there and let me know, like, we can get you in a car. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, please, let's go now. And, um, yeah, that was super cool. So got to do that. But while we were over there, so we stayed the half the weekend in Atlanta. And we actually left our daughter with her parents for the whole week. And so this past week has been kind of like a staycation. Is it made it easy to implement the um, eliminate hurry concept? Sure, yeah. Um, because we kind of treat Rachel works Thursdays. She only works one day a week. So Tuesday we had a massage, went and played mini golf, went to a movie. Like just kind of had a, a slow week. Mm. Uh, and so it was a good a good week to kind of practice that that eliminating hurry concept. Uh, and now uh, they they came back yesterday. And so they're here. They're, she's she's back home, and it's back to the craziness. But sure. trying to keep that mentality and, and, and practice that uh, in every day is, is going to be tough. But 
it's nice. Yeah, I know you said uh, you mentioned on the episode with Todd that uh, you like to always have your calendar full, even if you're scheduling in like kind of that reset time or mm-hmm. time with family. Uh, I think the you coined the phrase uh, "no white space" yeah. on the calendar, <laughs> yeah. and so I think I, I, I think that's really important, even with uh, leisure time is like being diligent about scheduling it and stuff. And uh, I learned a lot listening to you about that. It's like, wow, I could probably do a better job even with my free time of like mm-hmm. not letting it, I guess in my own way, not letting it go to waste, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. really taking the time, you know, on a Sunday afternoon or something. It's like, well, what could I do that could be fun and beneficial? Even if it's like, hey, I need to, you know, my mountain bike's collecting dust and yeah. let's get out there and go ride and go do something versus just like sitting on the couch and, watching youtube or scrolling yeah Yeah. so yeah being intentional with it being intentional yeah yeah, it's 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 much easier said than done because you know you find yourself just kind of like i've sat here for 45 minutes and i haven't done anything yeah and and i'd fall into that all the time but just trying to trying to be intentional and plan it out is has helped you know a little bit and in my schedule so cool well uh you know um i basically haven't talked to you the entire month of july so what was july like for you this is a real estate podcast what's the market been going on yeah so it's a little bit more of the same so we we're still in a weird spot where we've got um not much inventory got pretty low inventory out there but unlike the past two years where demand was just crazy and multiple offers and tons of cash it's slowed down to where demand isn't quite where it was last year and that, that's been you know the story since really march of this year uh, and even maybe a little bit before that but you've got such high interest rates that are still still climbing a little bit i think last week the fed raised their rates where if you remember when we had travis on he kind of talked about the indirect relationship with the fed raising rate into mortgage rates and um he knows more go back and listen to that episode if you want to learn more about that but that's going to direct indirectly affect mortgage rates um kind of on the higher side in the next mm-hmm. next week or two as we see those kind of tick up. And it didn't help that the Fed also said, hey, we're probably going to do one more by the end of the year, meaning everyone else or everyone's just kind of like, ah, it, if I don't have to buy, is it really the time I, I want to buy? And then sellers are saying, well, I'm, I'm locked in at a 2.8 or a 3.5. I don't have to move, but I kind of want to, but I'm not going to an 8% mortgage. So, yeah. so it, it's kind of st- – stuck or stale if you will for a little bit so what we're seeing is uh days on market sit for a little bit longer um i've got stuff from nine hundred thousand dollars in homewood like the prettiest house you'll ever see all the way to uh, my flip in avondale at two hundred sixty thousand dollars still just kind of sitting um they're still showing a lot of activity people coming through it but um just no contracts no offers and and based off all the feedback i've gotten I don't think I'm overpriced. I don't think we're anything is wrong with the product. There's just not, not as many people are pulling the trigger as quickly right now. Okay. Well, maybe that's uh, kind of reassuring to any of the realtors out there listening that are thinking mm-hmm. about, man, should I drop my price another $10,000? You know, am I overpriced? Yeah. Maybe that's just kind of the nature of the market, you know, um, not to speak for any realtors. I'm not a realtor yeah. myself, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, well, that's very true. So you've got, a, I'm not going to say a lot. I don't know how many, but I see a lot of, um, younger realtors or maybe not as experienced agents that are used to the past two years where, hey, all I've got to do is stick a sign in the yard and it sells pretty Boom. quickly. Yeah. So now it doesn't sell in the first two weeks and their, their panic advice is, oh, we've got to drop the price. Where if you just kind of look at the data and back up a little bit, as long as your seller isn't, 
you know, if time is the priority for your seller, then yeah, maybe that that's what you need to do just to get it going. But if their motivation's money and the financing of it, then maybe you just need to sit back and, and let the market kind of do what it's going to do. Like average days on market now, I think we said is right at like 36 mm. days, which is like a month. Right. Yeah. And we're used to 13, I Less think was the average yeah. it's crazy. Um, last year. So, that's one of the biggest changes we're seeing is things sitting but still selling. And when they do sell, your average sales price is within 3% of list price. So it's not like people are just lowballing and, and things are selling for just way less. Just take a little more time for people to just find the right, more time. right yeah. thing. So, so agents out there, you know, keep your price where it's at. If, you're, if your people are comfortable and money is the motivator for them to sell, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it'll come. It'll come back around. Uh, we're in August now, and as we kind of shift into the fall um, – you know, and all that. Uh, I know a lot of people move or, or wait till summertime to change school districts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. What do you see uh, moving into the next month or even the month after, looking into September, the market doing, uh, including you know what the Fed has done and stuff? Yeah. Do you see any major changes, or are we going to kind of? No, I think you know historically the fall is the kind of slower time of the year because people oh, okay. are getting into school and football season and. Um, not as much activity happens in that season. So I think we're going to continue with what I just described into there. Um, historically, middle in between a school semesters is a pretty big time. December is mm. usually a pretty big year for us. And so we'll see if that hits. And I think that will depend on are we going to see those rates come back down maybe closer to mid to high fives like some people speculate, or are we going to see them stay in the sevens and that's going to kind of dictate where the market goes towards the end of the year. Okay. Um, hopefully, they drop down a little bit because um, it'd be nice to get. Because I think that'll encourage sellers to, hey, let's let's get some more listings out there. I think that'll right. encourage encourage activity. So that'll be good. Okay. Well, going on, uh, I know you do a lot of investing and stuff yeah. like that. You got any properties you're flipping right now, or, or oh, anything man. like that you're working lots on? Lots of any, movement in that space. Deals happening? Yeah, yeah, lots of movement in that space. So um, all year, I've, maybe not all year, but for the past couple episodes, I've talked about the three things I've been flipping. Um, the little condo in Vestavia, um, it, it closed out, it sold, we're good on it. So we're okay, awesome. done with that one. Um, I just talked about the one in Avondale. It's it's done, it's ready. You don't it's normally sell in Avondale. I was kind of interested, uh, mm-hmm. we were talking, uh, not during one of the recordings, but you mentioned you had a house in Avondale. Um, I know you're, you're always going wherever the deal is. Um, yeah. You kind of stick to Bluff Park and that area. Yeah. Um, how did that come on your plate? Just out of my own curiosity. Um, yeah, so that's one that I bought and flipped. And so it came from a friend of mine that's a wholesaler that he called me up and said, hey, I've got this opportunity. Um, numbers, he, we got it for 170 It's a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath. Mm-hmm. Got it for 170 Our goal was to put about 30 in it. Um, I think we're all in at like 205 under 210 somewhere around there. We've got it on market for 260 which I felt like is priced correctly. Um, We've been on for uh, close to five, five or six weeks now, and it really hasn't had a ton of activity. It hasn't shown a ton. The other one, mm. other listings I've got sitting there are still showing a good bit. This one just hadn't had a lot of activity, um, which I'm kind of scratching my head on okay. because I've, per, per the data that our market gives us or our MLS gives us, I'm priced right, I think. Uh, I did get some feedback from some early showings that the kitchen cabinets were kind of rough, so I actually redid those last week, just re- rebuilt them. Okay. So new kitchen cabinets in there. So hopefully we get some action on that one soon. But um, So that one's on market, so we're done working on that. So my day-to-day on worrying and visiting and all that is over. Uh, and then our big one is the Jamestown Bluff Park flip. 
that um, we've been working on for seven months. It's where the Land Cruiser came from. It was in okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that one's done on market first weekend. Had two offers. We're under contract. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So that's a very huge... sought after area. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and. Um, yeah, well, yeah, for anybody that doesn't follow you on social media, I highly encourage them following you on TikTok, Instagram, yeah. all the socials, um, because um, you're doing a really good job of showing these homes, and, and I like to think I had a little bit uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. influence on that, <laughs> but like some of the walkthroughs and stuff that you're doing now are really interesting, and um, I, maybe that was the Bluff Park one that I saw recently. It was like staged, and... Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a hidden door. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, if you want to see some of these homes that we talk about yeah. on the show, check, check out Blake's. Yeah, uh, that, that one was um, financially nowhere near the best one we've done, but probably, like, one of the most fun, maybe, like, the, I don't know if proud's, like, the right word, but, mm-hmm. like, I just, that project was so fun. I love that one. Uh, we got to do some things in there that, Honestly, we're not financially the best decision from like an investment standpoint, but just well, sometimes be, you just gotta have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. doing that hit. Like we could have used, we could have kept from the front dining room into the pantry kind of laundry area. It could have been just a, a case opening, basically a doorway with no door. But instead, we custom built in a, a bookcase that is a, a hidden door. Yeah, and it's like just being able to do cool stuff like that. Sure. I just I like, it. and I I like to think that maybe help it sell quicker than it maybe would have but yeah so going back to the avondale home again just out of my own curiosity what would be the next steps if say in the next three to four weeks you're still not getting that thing not getting the offers that you're wanting um what might be a next step that you could do to kind of make that more attractive make make the deal more attractive once we get in so average days on market is about a month and we're we're a little bit past that so if we sit for another couple weeks um we'll we'll probably look at a price reduction on that one Um, we've got a pretty good we've got a healthy uh, profit built into there um and you know time is money we've got some a lot of money tied up into the property and so that we got to look at the opportunity cost as well and say you know is if we drop the price or take five or ten thousand dollars less for this property you know does that allow us to get all our money back out of the property and go invest it somewhere else to where you know we could make more than five or ten thousand dollars sure and so kind of looking at that opportunity cost of what of having it sit longer versus just going ahead and get time is money yeah. time is money yeah, yeah. so um, so those are the three. We got those taken care of. We've got one that we partnered on with the guy who um, it turns out was going to be a flip or is a flip. It was going to be an Airbnb short-term rental that he was going to um, kind of refinance us out of. But um, a lot of moving parts in that one ended up just deciding to sell it. So it go it went live yesterday, actually, showing through this weekend. Um, we love offers this weekend, but we'll see. It's a little townhouse in Highland Park, um, okay. up 375000 uh, It's hard to find. Highland Park's a cool area. I love that area. It is very um, neat. You can get lost just driving around looking yeah. at cool homes and stuff. Yep. And I don't go through there very often, but when I do, it's just like, man, I forget this is even here. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, all the little nooks and crannies and just like it's just a neat area. Real hilly, obviously, Highland. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so cool. that's we, so we've got that one. Um, you know, it's on market. Hopefully it, it goes. We've got a good bit of opportunity cost in that one. We've got a, a good bit of money tied up in that as well. So once we get that, we can roll into something else. Um, and that's something else, uh, we're under contract, so I can't give like super specifics yet, but, um, Todd called this, he, on his episode, if you remember, he was talking about, uh, re- relating it to a chess game. You got to sacrifice some pawns and maybe to get a queen or something like that. Yeah, that was a good analogy. Um, he called this property my queen. He was like, you, you gotta, you know, kind of put aside whatever you're working on and make sure you grab this property. So it's a 22,000 square foot commercial building, office building. It's got 
um, somewhere between 40 and 45 offices in it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It's huge. Um, Is this, would this be one of the biggest office buildings that you've ever done a deal on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not the biggest deal from a dollar standpoint I've done, but biggest property. As far as square footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, by far. Yeah, I think the biggest one before that is 7,700. It's our um, one out in Roebuck. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's massive. Um, it's A-class, so it's it's operational. It's probably 75% occupied, and so it it does well. It kind of it makes a little bit of money right now, or it will once we close with the debt we're putting on it, again, at 8% or 8, 8.35, yeah. which is pretty high debt compared to the last couple of years. Um, but it still will make a little bit. But a combination of um, updating, because it hadn't been updated since it was built in the 70s, uh, raising rents over the next couple of years as leases come and to renew will get them up to market because it's all under rented and then also filling the rest of the space okay. and between those three metrics we'll almost double the income on it oh wow and awesome. uh, i'm just fired up about it because cool. um, we're in the process of interviewing property managers for office buildings now which is very different than what i'm you know property manager that i'm used to is you know rent a single family house in Hueytown. that that's a very different manager than um, a commercial building. Yeah. So we're, we're interviewing those now. We'll close in the next 40 to 50 days. Commercial's funny. You don't have like a set close date until you get through due diligence. So um, we'll get through that, set a closing date um, sometime in the next 50 days. And then, um, yeah, we'll just let it, let it go. Let the manager and, and we'll work with the manager to um, get that renovated space done and just go. All Are in. you partnering with somebody on this or is this? I am. You? So this okay. one actually, um, this, this was interesting. Kind of like, Todd just kind of being in the space um, when when he brought us Hunter and I a deal um, just being in the space kind of led to this opportunity coming about but um, friend of a, we have a bunch of mutual friends a guy named John and he reached out to me one to list an old house he's got and so we've got it listed and then he said hey I've also got this opportunity uh, a friend of mine's dad or parents are selling this building uh, or they they're thinking about selling it um, I'd love to buy it but um, you know, it's bigger than anything I've done. Do you want to partner on it? Yeah. And absolutely, right? Sure, so, yeah. Oh, no. So we dove in. So I'm really excited about that. So as, as we kind of go through that due diligence phase, I'll, I'll continue to give you updates on what we're finding. But Sure. And what area of town is this? Or did you already mention that? Um, it's A-class area. So it, it's a super nice area. But that's okay. all, that's all I'm going to give you for give now. the secret away <laughs> right now. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. we got to talk about that more once that uh, yeah. comes to fruition. Yeah. So. And a, and somewhat of an off-market deal as well. So I wouldn't give it away too much. But I'll, once we get it closed, I'll give you all the – all the details, but um, all the deets. Yep. Cool. But we've got, you know, we've got a lot of work to do. We got to replace the whole roof on a property that size. It's it's an expensive roof. Got to replace about half the HVAC systems, which mm. again for twenty two thousand square feet, that's that's, that's pretty a lot significant. Of HVAC, yeah. Yep. Um, and then just a lot of general. There was a lot of um, delayed maintenance or just deferred maintenance, if you will. And so there's just a lot of little things like a just lot. to kind of catch up on. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, you said it was uh, maybe. Um, needs to be updated yeah yeah well and so like bathrooms light fixtures carpet all that kind of stuff but really like elevator like deferred mm-hmm. maintenance on the elevator um on the yeah it's important to have a good right? functional elevator yeah, i would imagine working yeah. well um sprinkler system like like the fire suppression sprinkler yeah. system like that needs a little bit of work um so some of it's like like we gotta do immediately like it's a safety issue right yeah definitely um so yeah but i'm excited uh, we've got a, a very very healthy budget to get a, up and running uh, and going and then from there numbers still pencil just incredibly well to as we add tenants it should just be a great cash flowing machine okay 
Well, it's always good to kind of catch up on, on what you have going on, and uh, you always have a million irons in the fire, and it seems like, and I'm glad you're uh, uh, at least trying to kind of give yourself a little <laughs> bit of a break, and hopefully that works out. I know that's important, and probably a lot of us could could uh, um, benefit from that, you know, like just kind of step back. and. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I noticed this, this past week as it was, quote, unquote, a staycation is, so one of the things that became evident in the past couple of weeks as I've you know, traveled a little bit to Chicago, Atlanta and, and had a little staycation here is uh, the implementation of systems that we've built over a number of years in the sales side with assistance in that business and how much it, it doesn't need me. I mean, it mm-hmm. does, but it doesn't in the sense of like my team is awesome. Yeah. And when, yeah, you're always bragging on your team. Oh Shout out gosh. to Arc Realty. Yeah. 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 And, and specifically, Cindy and Stacy are work, you know, just for, for us. And um, man, they're so good. And, and stuff just went perfectly while I was not there in the minute to minute stuff. And so that was just, that was so comforting and knowing that, hey, that, that's, that's how you grow and expand, or how I, I see I can, is if I build out and put people in places you know, the right people in the right seat on the bus, then let them go, let them do what their unique ability is and what they love to do. And then let me go, you know, buy an office building yeah, or flip a house or work on a car, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so that, that became even more of, I knew we had, you know, pretty good systems and they, I knew they were good at their job, but in the past couple of weeks as I've stepped back a little bit and just done other things, it, it's just been incredible to see that. Kind of just let them lead the charge and, yeah. and, and do what they do best. Yeah, yeah. Which, which has been awesome. So this past week, um, in addition to, you know, massages and movies and putt-putt and all that stuff, um, we, uh, we, months ago, we, Stella got a present of a play set, of a swing set that, um, you know, is, is wood, just build it real quick. And I was like, I just haven't. Saw spent, that clip, actually. Oh, my gosh. I haven't spent the time to do it. So this week, oh, I was man. like, I'm going to build it while she's gone. She's going to come back to it. And the recommended, on, on the thing, it said, intermediary or intermediate difficulty, two people, eight hours, 875 steps. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. It's a swing set. I can do this by myself in like an hour. No, I can't. I'm done. I finished last night after 12 hours probably. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, And I just worked on it all week. I'd like finish at the gym, go spend an hour on it, go, you know, whatever, eat eat dinner, listen to a podcast, working on it for 30 minutes. It's just, um, it was crazy. So I did that. well, I saw the video that you kind of did a walkthrough. You're like, I'm about to build a playset, and then you showed all the parts laying <laughs> oh on your gosh. garage floor, and I was like, Oh my god! There were so many parts. Wrecked your set, man. Yeah, so a I've roller got coaster. A, I'm gonna put a video out today once I'm done, and like all the parts that are left over. That I'm like, <laughs> oh man, really? I don't know where these are supposed to go? <laughs> uh, they don't look crucial. Yeah. yeah, I'm super confident that if someone just showed me a picture and said, "Build me that," I could have done it in half the time. Mm. Just like no plans, just like. Give me that structure. Just, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that it had, oh, my gosh. I mean, there were over a 1,000 screws, and that thing is, is nuts. That's crazy. Um, so we got that. And then, you know, again, no white space, kind of setting goals and being intentional with time. Um, I got into running last year and try to keep that up. But without a an event or a race sign up, there's really, you know, I would much rather go to the gym and pick up a weight than go run. But if I've got a, a race that I'm signed up for, then I'm, I'm much more Intentional, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so signed up. So it's in three weeks. I just you know didn't waste any time and just say let's just do one. So doing a half marathon trail run in Tennessee uh, on the twenty sixth. Okay. So I'm excited about that. So we got a little. It's on on some lake. I don't know what lake it is. We got a little Airbnb on the water. 
there's a group of us, and we'll just go over there. So I guess you have friends that run that would go with you and do this. You're yeah. just solo on it. No, okay. it's not. I'm, no, yeah, it's not like a independent thing. Yeah, not David Goggins, but well, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Um, going back to your team and stuff, and, and one of the cool things um, you mentioned on the last podcast with Todd was just uh, the importance. You know, talking about his properties that he's managing, and he said he's a little bit behind you, but kind of same, same walk of life, same goals and stuff, and uh, the importance of picking the right. Uh, not only members of your team, but also picking the right uh, tenants for your properties. Yeah. Um, I, I was, like, really interested in that part of how you vet, and I'm sure that could be a whole episode in and of yeah. itself. It's like some of the steps. And I know there's a book that you've mentioned a couple mm-hmm. times that uh, – That's the first thing it. just popped in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've talked about that before, but, yeah. um, man, that was like when y'all kind of keyed into that, and he mentioned a podcast he listened to. Mm-hmm. It's basically a landlord-based podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, they were just talking about the horror stories and stuff and some of the things that could totally have been avoided, you know, if it, if the vetting was done properly. Yeah. But just me kind of getting into the – just wanting to hear some of those stories. I'm like, oh, dude, that's so <laughs> cool. I want to, like, tell me some of those horror stories, you know, so – um, yeah, the importance of picking the right people to not only help you achieve your goals, but also the, the ones you stick in your homes that mm-hmm. are going to be, you know, maybe not just jumping at the first person that waves money in your face. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. yeah the I don't know definitely. what led me to that, but I just I thought that was really good. <laughs> yeah, uh, tenants definitely make or break on that. On yeah, that. Um, yeah. But cool. Yeah, busy summer and yeah, a yeah. lot of stuff going on. Getting back from from Chicago was kind of like a reset. I took the second quarter was. Did that just happen? Um, were you just up there? Yeah, two weeks ago. Oh, two weeks ago. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, Maybe so, you already said that. Yeah, so uh, second quarter, I guess second quarter of the class, so not really second quarter of, of the year. I guess right. it was second quarter of the year. Um, I was less intentional with, like, my time. I had white space on my calendar, right? And so I kind of used that as a reset of, like, all right, we're, we're getting back in, getting focused, and signed up for the race and, kind of, you know, doing all that. Um, but I also said, like, let's what, – what is – what in my life is like not not positive, but not helping me achieve w- what the bigger goals are? The right? clutter. The sure. clutter, yeah. And and what's just like good to just kind of hit a reset. And so um, I so for this at least this month, and really I, I need to hone this in. But I I just we're cutting out alcohol. We just cut it out completely, um, which you know re- really wasn't too big of a deal, but. Um, it just helps because anytime I, I have some, it kind of either cancels the day if it's not the end of the night or just the next morning I don't feel as good. Sure, it leads yeah. to maybe not work, working out in the morning, all this. So it's just there's nothing like super positive about it. Um, and so Except that it's awesome. I'm except that it's <laughs> right. Um, and no, like I'm not cutting I'm out. I'm sitting on the couch watching a football game, and it would be so much better. Yeah. Had an ice cold beer. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and there are times, yeah. like I was thinking like maybe post-race, like – like an after race beer is like sure, it's, just, yeah. it's good. It just hits right. Yeah, live a little know? bit, man. Yeah, cool. Um, but just you know, it's like all right, let's just hit like a little cleanse. Sure. Um, and I also looked at which I looked at caffeine, and I was having way too much caffeine. I was having a pre workout in the morning before I went to the gym. I was having one or two cups after I worked out. I'd have one in the afternoon. Just so much caffeine. Yeah. And so yeah. I just went cold turkey and just cut it all out. That I tip my hat and, to you for that, man. I don't know if I could function without caffeine. Yeah. It's yeah. it's been it really hasn't affected I just I love the taste and the smell. Like I love it. Mm-hmm. And Are you a coffee guy? Yeah. Drink coffee? Just I love straight coffee. black oh, yeah, dark gotta oh, have I love it. it. And so really that's because Rachel's still drinking it and she says so she makes smell it. Smell it morning. in the morning. Yeah. Oh dude. And so it's hard. That um, is tough. But as far as like energy level, it's really as long as I, I get up in the morning 
I drink a ton of water and I go to the gym or, or do some form of exercise in the morning, it really hadn't affected my day. Yeah. Which is, I, I did not expect that because honestly, it's like I was taking in enough caffeine for an elephant. Well, I've always heard the argument that you really should limit the amount of caffeine, if not cut it out completely, because then you're you're more in tune with, okay, my body really needs rest right now. Yep. Like, uh, versus just thinking, oh, I'm, I've got energy. And when your yep. body's actually screaming, like, no, yeah. you need please to sit stop. down, please stop. <laughs> Don't Maybe that. let's, you know, go to bed at uh, an hour early tonight yeah. or something, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I, I guess <laughs> I cut the uppers and downers out of my life. So we're just staying Middle safe. of the road. Well, that's yeah. good, man. Um, so, you know, it's not, again, it's not forever. I, I love coffee way too much to ever completely sure. cut it out. But, um, you know. And that first cup, once you come back, whoo, oh, it's going to be so good. Gonna be I, so can't good. Wait. <laughs> I am ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Like an addict, I think, coming back. That's good. Um, yeah, so that's what we've got going on. Um, the next biggest piece that I've got to be pretty vague about as well is I've been in conversations with a service based company that will, um, what's the right word? Um, it'll help. It, it kind of folds into real estate to an extent, um, about buying the business. And so looking at, um, so you're looking at purchasing that's, that's, a business, yeah. per, buying a service based business that complements what I'm already doing. Okay. This is the word I was thinking of. Interesting. Um, and so we're, we're kind of in negotiations right now. Um, and, and that's as vague as I've got to leave it, but that's fair. How um, did that come about? How did that connection um, come about? Or can really, you even tell so, me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So diversification. So the idea is just diversification of income to an extent. So you've got, it's kind of the same thing. I've got. Um, but how did that opportunity present itself, I guess, as well? Um, so conversations with people in my office who deal with this type of service and um, a guy I knew who owned his own. Okay. And just enough casually, so I just called you out of the blue, like, I'm selling this business. And well, actually, I ran into him, and he brought it up as okay. I had been kind of learning about Cody Sanchez is huge on, on YouTube right now about buying a business and mm. buying boring businesses is her like kind of thing. And, you know, that, that whole idea of getting something that I'm not the operator, I'm not in it every day, but it's got the right people in the right seat on the bus. And it's just kind of rolling with my oversight, but not operations. Like I'm hiring a COO and everything and just kind of letting it go and helping helping it grow because it complements what I'm already doing and the real estate world I'm in, I feel like I can help funnel growth towards it just exponentially. Yeah. And so um, if we can get everything negotiated and worked out, that's a transition we're, we're looking to make, not necessarily from a time standpoint for me, but just in our portfolio of business. Um, and yeah, so. Do you currently own any businesses that, um, are, that kind of fit like that model? No. Okay. Mm. Now I don't own any service businesses. Service-based yeah. business. Um, you don't own like a couple of Papa John's or anything? No, like no. That. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't, been I wouldn't be surprised. You're like, oh, yeah, I own a few Burger Kings, you know, just kind of let <laughs> no. them do their thing. Um, I do have a, some silent stake in um, some restaurant space around town, but it's, okay. it's silent, so we don't go too deep into that. But, um, but yeah, no, I know. Okay. No full ownership. Cool so opportunity. Yeah, man. Well, I look forward to uh, hearing yeah. about that. It looks like you've got several things. I'm never surprised every time I catch <laughs> up with you. Um, but yeah, I look forward to uh, discussing that in more detail um, once that other deal, once those two deals come through. Yeah, and, I've been I've been yeah. pretty vague this time, but yeah. once those either come to fruition or don't, I, I can dive in and 
tell well, you all about tuned, it. Stay uh, tuned. Yeah. Because, yeah, we'll get into all teaser. that. And um, I look forward to the next podcast. One of the funnest things we've been talking about is your castle project. Mm, Anybody yeah. that's been following along, like, we usually dedicate an entire episode to that. So, it's going to uh, be fun. So check that out in the next one. And, Blake, it's always good catching up, man. Yep, good to see you. Take it easy.